0: So, I'm going to conclude a message that I started last week. Talking about the power of God's love and the cross. The power of God's love and the cross. But, you know, I said to us last week that the cross epitomizes the kind of love Jesus has for us. Jesus' death on the cross is love expressed many people say i love you but their action contradicts what they are saying but when jesus says he loves you you know senior pastor said last week sunday please i want to encourage you if you get a chance listen to the hq message senior pastor said he said you know the people you love you don't know who loves you am i making sense i can say isaac i love you cannot guarantee that you love me the same way i love you does that make sense but when jesus christ says he loves you is more than guaranteed when jesus christ says i love you it is 100 percent. it's not do or die because while you are yet sinner he loved you the love that jesus christ had for us made him to die on the cross that's love expressed but that's not where i'm going this morning today i want to wanted to give understanding to the last seven words of Jesus on the cross okay that's the focus of my message this morning the last seven words that Jesus Christ said on the cross and it's interesting because the, the you know the, the message of resurrection or the message of the cross is the, is, is the same message it's a universal message but we need to remind ourselves these things. The same way you will always remember your birthday every year. You know what you do on your birthday? You reflect. You thank God. It is intentional. You, you, it's not that you forgot your birthday. You didn't forget. But on the day of your birthday, you will intentionally rejoice. So, so it is important. And this is probably not the first time. nor the second time we we'll will be hearing this. But we need to remind ourselves. We need to remind ourselves. Now, as we reflect, we meditate, we discuss on Jesus Christ's seven words from the cross. We learn so much about His amazing grace. We learn so much about the wonderful love of God. We see God's mercy in picture. We see the selflessness of God and Jesus Christ. So the cross epitomizes amazing grace. The cross epitomizes God's love. The cross epitomizes God's love. The cross expresses to us the selflessness and the unselfishness of God and Jesus. Because sometimes we are very selfish. You ask yourself, what is in it for me? What is in it for me? You know, people say the only time even. It's not in bible anyway the only time you are you are allowed to be selfish is you're on the flight and then they they'll tell you rescue yourself first if you think about somebody else because you're trying to put the the oxygen on you need to do yours first so that you can help or you can help the person that's where your family that's the only time and i'm sure scripture would be okay with that even though it's not in scripture because if you are not alive, dead people cannot help anyone. So, I'm going to look at these seven last words of Jesus Christ to give us a little bit of understanding. And you know what this does is, he, you know, when I, was, when I was, in fact, I got this message last week and I was going to preach it Easter Sunday, but I trust that Pastor Fononja will give us even a much more better service, better message. No pressure, man of God. Because I'm sure you will listen to this To this but no pressure you know so but it is because when we understand what this seven words means you know you kind of it gives us boldness ladies gives you courage you know that you know that you know that you are on the right path you know you know you know when somebody has given you a promise and you know they don't fail guess what you can go to bed and sleep well You can go to bed and you have a good night. You you won't even think negative. Okay? Number one, forgiveness. Forgiveness. You know, much of them we've covered in Sunday school, actually. But number one is forgiveness. Luke chapter 23 and verse 34. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. They crucified him. Now hear me. How many people have you pleaded forgiveness for when you are not wrong. Somebody just lied to you in front of your boss. In fact, you are, you got sacked. You, they write to you query and you still forgive them. The first thing that came out is, Father, forgive them. So the first word that Jesus spoke is forgiveness. And that is amazing. That is great. That is God's grace in action. That is God's undeserved favor so you can imagine they nailed him to the cross there were two other people on the cross they tied them Jesus Christ was the only one they pierced six, uh, is it six or nine inches inches—nails to his hand but still the first thing he said was Father forgive them can I encourage you is there anyone who has hurt you is there anyone who, who, who has been evil to you please forgive them the sake of the father forgive them i pray god will give you grace in the name of jesus to be able to forgive to be able to let go and let god to be able to forget it is so important so jesus christ is an example that we should follow he says do unto others as i have done unto you jesus christ watches the feet of the disciples and he said as i've done unto you you do unto others so jesus christ is not asking us to do something he has never done number two hope now if you read the old scripture, Luke chapter twenty-three, from verse thirty-nine, okay, to forty-four, but where I am going is forty-three, and Jesus replied, "I assure you, he will be with me in paradise." I assured you. Now this gives hope that there is a future, that 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 there is life. There is something that you can hope for. It's never too late. No one is ever too far gone. There is hope. You know, people who are not born again, who don't know God, there's hope. There's hope. Jesus gave us hope with the Father. He said, I assure you, so that this hope, okay, all right. You know, this hope means guarantee the word assure you Pastor if i say i assure you that i'll be there tomorrow that is that means that i'm giving you guarantee even though you that is hope but that hope is more of a guaranteed hope not not a question mark hope does that make sense it's a confirmation it's guaranteed you know, when you, when, you, when I post a delivery to you and it says next day guarantee, You are even though you are hoping to get it tomorrow, there is an assurance that you will get it. Because it's a first class next day delivery. It's guaranteed that you will get it tomorrow. So your, your hope is guaranteed. Your hope is assured. If you are believing salvation for a family member, don't give up. Your parents, your siblings, your sisters, your brothers, you know, your uncles, your aunties, people who have been kind to you, don't give up. If there are any issues in your life, any challenges we are facing, don't give up. Don't give up on God, because he won't give up on you. He's able. God, don't give. God never gives up on you. But the problem is, we give up on ourselves so quick. That's a problem. God never gives up you don't understand why we are yet sinners, he died for us. When there was no hope for change, he died for us in advance. Over 2,000 years ago. So the problem is not with him, it's with us. So there is hope. Number two. Number three. Relationship. John chapter 19 and verse 26. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciples, he loved he said to her, Dear woman, here is your son. Verse 27. And he says to the disciples, Here is your mother. And from then on, the disciples took her into his home. The disciples took Jesus' mother into the home. So, relationship. In fact, Jesus Christ expressed the importance of family relationship scripture says together we can achieve more together we can achieve more a threefold cord cannot be easily broken. So, so Jesus Christ so when we look about when we look at this scripture we, we encouraged you know you are fulfilled you are rest assured you know there is a guarantee you know relationship is so important to Jesus. That he needed the twelve disciples. He, he needed people to relate to, to work with. If relationship was not important to God, He won't come and die for. He won't send you to die for us. If, if relationship, if family, family relationship, if it wasn't important to Jesus, guess what? Jesus Christ wouldn't need Mary and Joseph. <laughs> he would just come. He would just drop from heaven. No father, no mother. He has the power to but he understood the importance of family relationship. And that's why I'll tell my young people, no matter who your parents are, no matter what they've done, I would never encourage them to abuse them. I'd rather don't say a word than say too much. Even one word is too much. Don't abuse, don't be rude, don't say anything. I pray God, repos in the name of Jesus. Number four, substitution. And we've, we've read this last week in Sunday school and today. Matthew 27 and 46. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice Eli, Eli, lema Sabatani, which means, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And we said that. The reason why Jesus Christ felt abandoned was when God was looking at Jesus. God was looking at a sinful nature. God was looking at somebody who is dejected, who is refused, who is abandoned. God was looking at somebody who who had carried on the sin of you the, because there has been a substitute. There was an exchange. Something happened on the cross. Jesus became. Our substitute. He took our sin upon himself. You know what Jesus became? He became the sinner. Does that make sense? Have you ever seen somebody who is filthy? Who is smelling? No matter how religious you are, that smell will will chase you away. That smell will make you talk to them at a distance. Because you want to, but you just can't. You want to, but you just can't. Sometimes, (laughs) back in Africa when there's a dead rat, or when, even at home, when, 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 you're, when, when a food spoils and it's smelling, you can't help the smell to do something. You just can't. Some people are even worse that any small smell, they smell it. So God gave us his righteousness as a free gift because we cannot afford it. We don't deserve it. So God gave us the gift of righteousness and it's, it, it took our sins. It took our unrighteous life. There was substitution, and because of that, God forsook Jesus on the cross. Because God for— hear this. Because God forsook Jesus on the cross, it, God would never leave nor forsake us. Because God for— cross. We now became, that's why we are co heir with Christ. Oh, you, you see, when you, when, when you put the puzzles of scriptures together, everything begins to make sense. When God told Joshua, I will not leave you nor forsake you, you wonder, ah, never say never. When, it's, when, when there is substitute, that's why we are co heir with Christ in heavenly places. So, God never leave you nor forsake you. Even in your sin, He will be there. Someone knocking at the door. He it will, it will be knocking. He will knock, knock until the door is open. If it's not open, he will knock. He will keep knocking. He will not leave. If you think I'm lying, ask Jonah. Jonah tried to run away. But God found him. He, tried, he did everything to run away. Ask Moses. He will tell you, Oh God, I cannot go to Pharaoh. I'm a stammerer. Who am I? But God sent him. Number five, humanity. Now, John chapter 19 and verse 28. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. If you read that scripture, he got hungry, he got thirsty. That they had to squeeze, they had to pour wine in a cloth and squeeze it to his mouth. That is the, that is, that is... The humility and the humanity of Jesus Christ expressed. Jesus Christ was as he yeah. He said he was thirsty. He said he was thirsty. Because God became a man in the person of Jesus. He got hungry. He got angry. He was thirsty. He was tired. He was tempted. Yet, he did not sin there is only one person in scripture who knew no sin and that was Jesus everyone in scripture both the old and new is it that they were living in sin or they were once a sinner before they became born again but Jesus Christ never sinned God God is the one who, who relates to us So we should therefore boldly call on his name in times of trouble because scripture says we don't serve a king that is not touched by the feelings of our infirmities. What the the, the challenges you are facing what you are feeling Jesus Christ felt it on the cross. You see every other God they are a statue. They cannot feel what you are feeling. They can't. But God came in the person of jesus so the challenges we are facing that you are tired he was tired also You understand you know there are some things about some people we cannot understand because we're never in their shoes oftentimes the best people to help people, is people who have who have been in the same shoes but jesus christ went to everything number six grace John chapter 19 and verse 30 when Jesus has tasted it that is the wine the wine that was given to him in in verse 28 when Jesus has tasted it he said it is finished then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit he said it is finished we were saying last week even in house fellowship when he said it is finished what exactly does that mean? It is finished. The death of Jesus Christ released God's grace upon us. Grace was released. We are finished from sin. We are finished from death. We have a new life. We have a new being. As long as we accept the life of Jesus, the passion of Jesus, there is grace. It is finished. It is a picture of God's grace. When Jesus said it is finished, he had paid the price for our salvation. When you are holding somebody money and you are paying this payment, <laughs> Bishop Isaac, the day you finish the payment, you say it is finished. Now I am free. I'm no more under your slave. It is done. Done. It is finished. Done. We are going to heaven. Not because of our works. But only because Jesus took our punishment for us. Does that make sense? So it is finished. In other words, that bridge that was broken, that bridge that was divided, that was shattered in, in, in the garden of Eden, is been reputed. It's done. You know, a job is not done until the opening day. when when all these people, when you you build a new bridge, the day of commissioning is that day the bridge becomes active and and somebody will come and cut the things. Okay, we are commissioning this bridge today. The work began two years ago. Today we are commissioning it. So ladies and gentlemen, when when we look at these things, it gives us, we believe, it improves our faith. It gives us courage. So we know. And number seven, confidence. Luke 23 and verse 46. Then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrusted my spirit into your hands. And with those words, a breath is last. I entrusted my spirit in your hands. That is a show of confidence. That show confidence. You see, confidence that all everyone who is a child of God, when we die, we know we know we are going to the Father. We know we are going to meet Him in paradise. We don't fear. Paul said, "To die is gain. To die is gain." We don't fear death no more. We don't fear death no more because we have the power to overcome death. We know after death there is a life, there's a better life waiting for us. You see, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Your soul will be saved, not your body. You see, when we become saved, you know what is saved? It's not this body. This body, like, but I believe we say, this body is just is just what what we use This body is just a a a case. This body is just a you know, it's it's just it's just a This body is just, it's just a consignment. You know, what is saved is our soul, the soul of man, the soul of man. just before we pray, as we round up this message, the last seven words of Jesus Christ gives us hope, gives us grace, express God's humanity, gives us confidence, picture forgiveness, relationship, and substitution, and all these things, it, it, it makes us, our faith stronger. Because we know there is a destination. We know that we are going somewhere. We are heading somewhere. We know. That is why when a, when a man of God dies, they celebrate the life. Because they know there is somewhere they are going. Let us rise up on our feet. I want you to pray. and say, God help me. God, you see, we're talking about, we're talking in Sunday school. You know, we're talking about this, this this cross of a thing. The importance of this cross, the essence of the cross. But there is a battle we have to fight. We are always battling with Mr. Flesh. Say, God, help me to die to, help Mr. Flesh in me to die. Help me to die to self. Because the reason that he, God forbid, some people is angered. I would not make them make heaven. You wonder, wow, because they get angry on everything. I want people to and say, God, I have mercy on me. God help me. God help me. Help me to be to die to self. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. We need hope. We need grace. We need confidence. Forgiveness relationship we need people we need the help of God just ask him to help you The power of God's love God's love is powerful the cross is much more powerful because without the cross there's no Christianity without his blood being shed there is no Christianity there's nothing there's nothing Oh, just ask him to help you. Just ask him say, God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me, Lord. Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us. We are sorry, Lord. We are sorry, Lord. It's not about Lord. We now we know. Now we know. We have an understanding. Now we know. We have A revelational understanding of what you of what you have done for us on the cross, Lord. We are sorry for our selfishness. We are sorry for our self-centeredness. Lord, we pray. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord oh thank you jesus we give you all the praise lord we give you all the glory for your goodness and for your mercies for your loving kindness lord for all that you have done that while we are yet sinner you died for us you forgave us you have released mercy upon us. We tap into your grace, your favor, your mercy, Lord God. May these things not depart from us in the name of Jesus. That He help us to be disciplined. Paul said, "I discipline myself, so that at the end, I'm not just a signpost. This way too, and I'm standing. That will not be a portion in the name of Jesus." Lord, we commit this week into your hand. Let it be a productive week in the name of Jesus. Let it be a fruitful, a blessed week in the name of Jesus. I pray for everyone that is under my voice who are deadline or something to do this week. You will achieve in the name of Jesus. Whatever you lay your hands upon this week, you will prosper in the name of Jesus. The Lord keep you in the name of Jesus. The Lord causes his face to shine upon you in the name of Jesus. Every plan, gender of the evil one over your life this week, I destroy and I cancel it in the name of Jesus. Go and prosper this week. Go and express God's love this week in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Can we share the grace of God and fellowship? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and his mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Hey, mais tu ne